she's honestly it's it's crazy because she's um she's so good and I yeah. feel like like initially when I first I want to say when I first brought her home when I first had her I and even now I'm like I don't want to jinx it like I don't want to yeah. jinx it because it she's just I know I had the same thing with Izzy and I you know and with Alex actually you know when they say oh you know the terrible two's coming and I'm like when like they were both so good you know so well, good. I was very lucky, yes. I was very lucky, and they both slept really well, so it was just... It was, I think it's, you know, they feed off of energy, I think. A hundred percent. I absolutely agree with that. I feel like a lot of the times I, um... We, we can be around some of our friends who might be a little anxious or a little... And I'm always, like, so hesitant because I, <clears throat> I do believe in energy, and yeah. I think that as long as I'm... You know, she's around good energy, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, well, <clears throat> well thank you. Happy to hear that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so my question, more than anything for you, is um, you are a wife, a mother of two, and the, your kids are relatively young. How I don't know how old Alex is, but I know that Alex is. Um, Alex is. Uh, he's born in 2007, so he's 13 now. Okay, and your little girl. And my little girl is. Uh, she's six. She just turned six. Okay. And you are a gym owner who's a woman um, in New York City, essentially, in surround yes. very close area. Um, mm -hmm. So how are you doing it? How? Uh, as I always was doing it. <laughs> so I, I think it's you kind of slowly adding things to my plate, but... Um, um, I think staying organized is definitely very important and uh, doing what you love. I think if it was, if I was doing something I didn't like, I think it would be very difficult. Right. Um, you know, I do get help from my parents. Um, they're here? Is, yeah, they're here. They're actually, like, my parents moved here from Russia and, you know, they're very traditional Russian, you know, they're very involved with kids. So they do help us a lot. So yeah. I think that definitely gave me an opportunity to do more of, you know, of, of continuing to do what I love without sort of like being consumed, constantly taking care of them. Yeah. You know? So it's definitely a huge, huge help. And um, when did you move here? I moved here uh, like 20 years ago. Okay. So you've been here for a while. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's such this thing um, in New York very few people are actually from here, right? Like most people, like I'm not from here. I'm not obviously from Russia, but like my husband's also from abroad. Um, yeah. And it's truly the place that you can come and mm -hmm. do something and, you know, right. be successful if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Um, what do you, how are you doing now with the, my dog just decided to um, make an appearance? <laughs> uh, he thinks he's a lap dog. He's not. Um, how how are you guys doing with um COVID and everything? Well, I wanna I do wanna know about that because I think that in New York, I mean all over, but especially here, it's a real. I th what is it? One in four gyms are closing. It's like the numbers are serious, and it's really really scary because 
I don't think that people are really um, grasping how empty it is, if that makes sense. Like, I live on the Upper West Side. You are, you're on the Upper East Side, right? I live on the Upper East Side. Yeah. And it's, it's empty. Popping. It's empty. It's popping. Oh, no. It's oh, popping. on the Upper East Side it is? Oh, my God. It's like a party. <laughs> it's, uh, it's packed. The restaurants are packed. Everything is packed. Like, people are not slowing down. Yeah. I mean, I know city like emptied out in terms of like, you know, up east side considered like one of the expensive areas, just like village or west side, you know, and I know like a big amount of people moved out of up east side, but there's still deals and, you know, people still moving here every day. Um, and I don't know, it, it just, it doesn't feel as much here on up east side to mm -hmm. me yet. And I know maybe inside the restaurants, it's a little emptier, but like, Every restaurant is doing so well. The ice cream shops have lines around the corner. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, people don't want to stop. They don't want to sort of just sit at home, you know? Well, everyone's been locked up for so many months. They're ready to be done. Yeah. Like, they're I ready like to... Now I see more action than I've seen before in this hour. Like, it's cold and people are sitting outside and having conversations and mm -hmm. meeting with friends. Because, like, what else do you really do? You know, there's really not much to do. You can't travel. You can't go anywhere. You know, I'm sure some people can't go back to their gyms, so you can't really, you don't want to hang out at houses, you kind of want to be outside, so yeah. I think it became like a safe haven a little bit to be outside, you know, um, so yeah, I feel up side, luckily, like, I see life, so, which is very promising, you know? It is, it's super, I think it's really important to, to see life, because on the west side, it's, you could walk down the street and not see one person. Yeah, I think once you move closer to like um, Lexington and Madison Avenue, Park Avenue, I feel like a lot of people maybe outside in their like second homes, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which I read about, like which is which is what happened during pandemic. And I know that's kind of you would feel that a little bit, but it's always kind of empty there, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, oh, you know, what's new? Just shops mostly. Yeah, just mostly shops, but a lot of shops are closed on Madison Avenue, right. which is kind of you notice that that you can have it empty windows. Place. Empty, and you pass by, there's nobody in stores. Yeah, not like, same, I think if you go up? down, like, um, Bleecker Street, down in the West yeah. Village, yeah. empty. I mean, what are you dressing up? What, what are you buying a dress for? Like, where are you going? Neighbor's house? Like, where are you going? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dressing up to go to the gym. I feel like the um, those kind of clothes, I'm sure the sales have went up like crazy because everyone's wearing gym clothes now. Yeah, that's why Poshmark is doing so well. <laughs> I bet. I'm sure they are. Um, okay, so I'm curious, um, and I think that because this is, like, I'd like to um, kind of, I guess, dive into how women have figured it out, right? So you have figured it out. You are a successful business owner, entrepreneur, woman, um, and I don't, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it's not, you might know better, that the gym industry, the fitness industry in general, is kind of a male-dominated, business-owned industry. So you're a, a gym that's owned by a female, um, and you you do well. Like I've heard of it. It's a it's a known um, CrossFit box in New York City. Um, I know a handful of your athletes, which is also I'm sure part of why I know it. But um, juggling it all, and now the kids are home. The kids are at school, homeschooling half and half. What's What's up? Uh, well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I definitely took a bite of like what it's like to to be uh, a gym owner in the last since 2013. That's when I opened the gyms. And, you know, there was, you know, tough times, good times. But, you know, like I said, you know, staying very organized and, you know, kind of having a goal and having a vision in, in your business, you know, that's very important. And I think during these tough times, we really learned that businesses that really surviving or like doing good are the businesses that really um, separated themselves by having a good customer service, by having more of a community, more like a family-like feeling than, than just gyms where you go, you pay a membership and in and out, right? So like there's really no reason for you to stay. There's no reason for you to stick around. There's no reason for you to like help or, you know, kind of give sort of hope to a business owner by saying, oh, I'll be back. Like here, I knew exactly who's coming back, who's not coming back, what's the situation, what they're waiting for. Um, so in that sense, like, I feel like it's easier for us now in that sense, because we have such a tight community. So we're like, I know we're going through hard times, but I know exactly what I have. I know these people not going anywhere. They need me as much as I need them. Like I'm there for them. I want them. You know, people struggling with anxiety and, and and going through really hard times. Everybody's struggling with something, you know. So we they need us just as much as we need them. So we like there a place for them to come in and get their frustration out, get the work out in, you know, feel good about themselves, continue working on their fitness goals and being, you know, fitter, feel better, feel stronger. So, you know, still have some sort of like a attachment you know so i have to say like this pandemic obviously was super super tough on small business owners you know because we haven't really gotten no matter what balance sheet you have like it was really really hard to get any kind of help um and the help that we did get like it wouldn't even carry us more than a month it's crazy so, so it, it it was really tough so really relying on our community and knowing that we're going to be okay you know, that really, really helps, helped us, mm -hmm. you know? So now that we are still in recovery mode, you know, we, we feel like the worst is behind, you know, we have, you know, people are committed to working out. We have, you know, we, we're dealing with capacity issues because we want to still maintain, you know, X amount of people mm -hmm. within our walls, um, just to be very careful, but at least we know our potential. We know, you know, we have growth opportunities. We are in the area where people need the gym, want the gym. Mm -hmm. And once I start promoting, you know, we will have more members. So right now we're just worrying more about safety of our existing members rather than trying to grow. Right. What is your, you got our gyms at 25% capacity now? At 25% capacity, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we just focusing on right now and just kind of like keeping it safe, making sure everyone is happy and taken care of and, you know, coming to the gym. We have a good touch with everyone in our gym. Like we know who's here, who's not here, who hasn't been here in a while, why you haven't been here yeah. in a while, you know, like <laughs> yeah. what's going on, you know? So in that sense, you know, and, and like I said, you know, in these times you really learn if you're really doing what you love, you know, because you got to do this yeah. thing for months without getting paid, you know? So going through these times, times you really realize, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, I do have a passion for this. I do love what I do. 
I'm enjoying this. This doesn't feel like a job. This feels like my life. So it feels easy. It feels no effort. Like I don't feel like I'm working. I'm, I feel like I'm more having fun. I'm always around people I love. There's absolutely everyone in our gym. Like, like I said, like everybody likes each other. Like everyone is so cool. And our community is just like so awesome. So like, it just doesn't feel like work, you know? So in that sense, I'm not stressed out. I wake up, I'm excited. You know, I have so much to do. I have, I have this to do. I have workout to complete. I have these people coming to work out with me. Like I know all these new people coming. So it's like, there's always this like excitement, you know, in the morning. So, and I think that's very important. Like I really learned during the times. Okay. I really love what I do. You know, yeah. I, I don't do it for the money. I feel like if I do it and I put my heart into it, everything else will come and it does come, you know? Well, that, and it's also two points that it's like at this time, people really need something to look forward to. So having that, you know, that hour of day or whatever it is, their community, right. their, their, their time, because it's like now people for the most part are just kind of stuck at home work, working remotely and they get out to go to the gym and then they go home and they work again or, you know, whatever their schedule is, this is the gym. Is their out, yeah. Exactly. And then the other part of that is I think, which I think was so frustrating um, this whole time, why certain things were open, like, I don't know, the strip club or, you know, whatever is open, but gyms weren't. And it's like, this well, is truly a mental, it helps with so many, aside from mental, physical, like there's just so many positives to the gym and fitness. It didn't make any sense why they had closed it down for so long. And it, like there were just so many businesses that had closed. So at this point, it's like, I just, I think, yeah. I hope that they realize how important it is. Right. I mean, you know, it's also like we're dealing with a pandemic of a disease that nobody knows nothing about, you know, like I'm sure officials don't know how to handle this. Like for them, it's like, oh, people breathing heavily and sweating. It's like spreading the germs. Like, well, that's not how it is. But right. I could see you feel that it is dangerous, you know, like because people are breathing so heavy and, you know, it's hard for them to maintain mask on and all that other stuff. So like, however, like we have better grasp on our facility and taking care of it. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Trader Joe's and grabbing the same card that somebody else was grabbed two minutes ago. Nobody cleaned it. Nobody wiped it. Yeah. Like you're touching things that everybody else touches. So like our business is no more dangerous than any other businesses, maybe even less dangerous um, because the owners really treated that like their home. Mm -hmm. I treat it like my home. I come in, I make sure everything's clean. I make sure, you know, rules I maintain, I make sure I have the right disinfectant, I have the right, I have soap always, I have this, I have that, yeah. like, you know, no other businesses that I know that are like, you know, where you have people coming in is really taking that kind of care, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I guess it was a good thing because I feel like even as a gym owner, we're doing more now, you know, and it's um, it definitely was a positive. I see it as a big positive event. You know, it maybe took a little too long. You know, <laughs> it didn't have to drag that long. Yeah. But <laughs> I see it as a positive thing. I've learned. You know, I've learned a lot, and um, you know, I do things a little different. Um, it was a lesson, but 
you know, even in the one, even the way we approach the business, even the way we think of it as the growth opportunity, you know, opportunity to shift and make yourself not so vulnerable to physical location and stuff like that. So in, in many things, I think it's it really pushed us in so many other directions to learn and to explore other opportunities and, you know, to make your brand stronger. Uh, especially the times when you are trying to survive, like that's the time to like, okay, how can we make ourselves better? Yeah. How can we stand out? How can we differentiate ourselves for people to say, okay, this gym is different. This gym does care. This gym really, you know, does things well. So for us, it was a fantastic opportunity. And we said, okay, if we are doing less of this, let's do more of this. Right. As that's all we can do right now. So like we tried not to waste time. Um, and you guys yeah. are doing uh, virtual classes and offering. We're not doing virtual. No, we're not doing virtual classes. Zoom is just like, you know, we, we're not enjoying it. Okay, you know, fair. We're not enjoying it. We're not trying to do it. Okay. Um, so Zoom is something we're not, we're not doing it. And I'm not sure if we're going to continue doing it. Um, you know, we're just not planning for it. Yeah. Well, and honestly, it kind of seemed like, um, Unless the unless you not you but as a, as a gym or a fitness instructor or a personal trainer or whatever it is unless you already had a relatively large following everything just went virtual and it's yeah. like it was impossible like there were just so many free workouts free this free that free free free, free yeah. it was a free for all so it's like it's it was nearly impossible unless you had that following to to give something and get any sort of return on it yeah and people didn't want to pay because why would they because somebody else was doing it for free yeah so um plus you know it's a, just a difference not our business model and I, I you know and it just we tried we tried really hard and it just it didn't feel natural it didn't feel like we wanted to do it we didn't feel like we were given the product that we want to give you know that's not what we do that like that's just not the kind of training we do mm -hmm. Like, yeah, if you have a rack and you have place and you have this, yes, we can do this. But like, it's just not what we do. Yeah. You know? and people do get tired of it, you know? So we wanted to look into something that has longevity and we just didn't see much of a, you know, investing too much into it. Yeah. So that during the mm -hmm. pandemic, we really, as soon as we were able to, we basically brought entire gym outside. We slapped 4,000 pounds. We're like, you know what? We're not going to do Zoom. We're going to take 4,000 pounds of weights yeah. and we're going to put it into the park every day. So, well, we did it every other day because it was exhausting, but people enjoyed it because they really felt like they were out, they were at the gym. Yeah. And we brought so much weights. People were deadlifting, doing searches squats, we're doing all kinds of real stuff workouts that you can't do at home on the Zoom. You can't do it unless you come to our classes. So we've done really well outside. We've had amazing showing. We had you know, 50, 60, 70 people a day wow. attending outside classes. We haven't, we were having fun. It was a lot of work, a lot of work, slapping it four times a day. Um, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it because we were able to run really have a gym for two months. Actual class. Like it wasn't it was so much of what was going, you were able to maintain your yeah. mission. They were coming in, yeah. They were coming in They have they had, with the way we broke it down, we had one coach teaching half an hour strength 
followed by half an hour conditioning. Mm -hmm. And we were bringing everything, wall balls, kettlebells, dumbbells. So like real quick, tell, so I know that you you have a CrossFit box, but tell a little about your gym, your website, your handle, so I can add in here so people can see. Um, yeah. yeah, because I'm very familiar with what you yeah. do, but people watching might not be. Yeah, so by the way, we used to be a CrossFit gym. Okay. So we dropped CrossFit affiliation, okay. and we actually strength and conditioning gym, which okay. we always were. Yeah. But we had affiliation, so people could do open workouts. But mm. we never really kind of followed that philosophy too much. So we had our own, you know, structure and our own way of doing yeah. things. So when you know this whole CrossFit thing went down, we just like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for us. You know, we felt like it was slightly, you know, not aligning with our vision of what we want to do, yeah. and how we want to do it. We're more of a strength gym. Um, you know, we are like a powerlifting accredited gym. So we are more into those type of workouts. Plus, obviously, we do conditioning workouts. Um, so we were like, oh, this, this is a perfect opportunity. So Amazing. we dropped it and we uh, concrete jungle strength and conditioning. And we plan to stay as that. So our website is concretejunglebronx.com. Our handle on Instagram, Facebook, Concrete Jungle Bronx. Um, and same thing with the website. Um, cool. So yeah, and um, yeah. So we 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 doing we keep doing what we're doing. The same thing we're doing outside. Now we inside. We you know immediately as we open, we focus more on building rebuilding strength that we lost. So it's a real thing but, during this time. Yes, absolutely. So it's um, we've been focusing on that um, since then. Power cord. And how did you get, cause I remember initially when you reached out a couple years back, how did you originally get into fit, like fitness, this gym thing? How did that all come? So, I originally started in 2013. I partnered with, um, uh, a coach of mine and, you know, I was really inspired by the industry. I was actually in finance at the time. Okay. Um, you know, I was a little bored, just don't like, I've never really had one job. I was like multiple jobs. <laughs> I just like that, you know, like, um, so I was still in finance and, um, and I wanted to do something else in addition to it. Like I wanted to have something else going on. And, um, you know, I added a couple of things to my, <laughs> uh, to my jobs. And one of them was gym and, uh, we opened a gym in 2013 and eventually the location we stayed there for like three years and then i moved to 87th street and we worked there together and then eventually you know i separated and i started my own thing and eventually ended up in the bronx and uh i've been there ever since and you're so happy with the change i'm sure i'm so happy with the change and i think during this pandemic it worked out even better you know just being sort of um uh, being in the Bronx, you know, give the little more space, you know, the cost is definitely less than being in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it would be really hard to pull those kind of, you know, costs in Manhattan, you know? So, um, so yeah, so it, it worked out really well and I really love the community and I love the people and it's just a completely different vibe than what I had before. Is just, it different being, um, because when I think about it, one gym that I worked for at one point when I first kind of got in the industry, it was husband wife owned, mm -hmm. but the wife is the one that called the shots. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any other woman owned ran 
mm-hmm. gyms I can think of. I, I don't know either in New York, actually. I don't, I don't know any, any, um, especially not like, and a lot of the, like, I know a lot of, um, and maybe it's because I'm a female, but like some strength coaches that are females that are, you know, they're like the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting why there aren't very many female owned, uh, gyms. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like, I mean, I know one and it was also wife and a husband. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, um, partnered up with my, I, I ran it for a while by myself. And then, um, um, last year I invited to partner up with my, um, with my head coach mm-hmm. who's fantastic, whose vision is just like really redefine of what we do. And I really loved what he was about. And, um, it just felt like a, such a good harmony. And ever since it's been like, it's been an incredible journey for us because, you know, we very much respect our skill set. We respect, you know, what everyone sort of contributes to this business. We know our strengths, we know our weaknesses, mm-hmm. and it's just such a compliment, you know, to each other. Um, so uh, it's been a really, really great partnership for me. Uh, and I think for him as well. And that what, because we have that, you know, we it really push us to like really grow, you know, in the last two years, since 2019, since we partnered. So, but again, I carry my own responsibilities like I always did. And he, he, he's, he's in charge of our programming and in charge of, you know, um, coaching and stuff like that. So, um, it's been a really, really great journey for us. And we have so excited with so many different plans. We're working on different projects. We constantly brainstorming. We constantly want to do new things. You know, we try to think outside of the box mm-hmm. and like, what's next? What's next? What do we do next? Like, we just have this like thirst and, you know, hunger for like doing new things. So, um, yeah, it's, I, but like I said, I don't know any other gyms that have the the gyms that I know actually ran either by a big group or, or by male or by three males. (laughs) And the gym that I knew, I think it's closed. That was a uh, wife and a husband. So. Yeah. Well, that's why I was so curious to get your take on it. Like being a female, a male dominated industry is, um, because I think I remember at one point I was, um, I think that when you're a strong female, people look at you very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like males and females look at you very differently, right? Like, so when I was coaching before, it was really, um, it was weird because I, at one point I was kind of afraid or nervous of like, so for example, I was coaching rowing at one point and I'm a small little chick and I was really nervous that, you know, the rowers are typically huge, these huge people. And the other people that would teach that we ended up hiring for teaching rowing was also like they were ex rowers or they, you know, were these big guys or big girls or whatever. And it was funny because I ended up being like one of the top coaches because all the rowers, they had the cox, the coxswain and were, which were like small people our size mm-hmm. because they're, I don't know if you're familiar with the way rowing works, but basically the coxswain's a one, it's like a little, normally a little girl who can, it like weighs nothing or, you know, is very small 
and just yeah. yells and screams mm -hmm. and curses and swears at these rowers to get their asses moving. And mm -hmm. so it was funny because a lot, a lot of rowers ended up coming to my class because I was like, I was like a taste of, you know, home for them or comfort yeah. or whatever. So it's funny how I, I think that things typically end up not being exactly what you imagine, maybe. Right. So I think that's why I'm... comfort zone. You found, you know, what you're good at and, and you you end up bringing your own sort of style and play yeah. into it. People are like, oh, you know, I'm actually getting an amazing workout. That's ultimately the only goal is to for people to get a great workout. Exactly. You know, and also our philosophies for us, fitness is also an education. Like we want you every time you come, we want you to know why you're doing this, what you're doing and why you're doing this and why you have to do it this way, you know? Yeah. Because if things happen and you end up going mm -hmm. somewhere else, we want you to know how to work out. We want you to, mm -hmm. you know, keep us proud until the rest of your life, you know? We want you to know how to work out. So yeah, you found what you're good at and you know, sometimes it's not even about you being so amazing at doing it. It's how you teach people, right? So, Very often, that's what it is more than anything. So, like you can, you can, might not be able to do a snatch, but you are very good at teaching it. You see, you have the eye to see people, mm -hmm. how they move their hands and where the head is and where the knees are and all those things. Like you could be very good at teaching it, but you don't necessarily need to be amazing and snatching 200 pounds. Right. You no, know? so... And um, coaching is uh, coaching is definitely a skill. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, what is something that you've learned um, when it comes to that? That is just um, whether it's the coaching aspect, the business aspect, whatever it is that you just feel like you know I can't like I'm so happy I learned this I can't live without it. As a coach or as a business owner, both maybe. Both. Um, I mean, I think still in the last two years, particularly, uh, because I'm at a place where I'm really happy, uh, with everything, with partnership, with location, with my clients, like, it's just like, I'm in such a harmony within myself. Um, and I felt like I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. I'm applying the skills that I have because I'm in this position. I do feel I've learned like no way before that when you put your heart into it, people dig that, mm -hmm. you know? They see and, it. Yeah, they feel it, they see it, they, they see the sincerity of it, and they just, they, they want that, and they want this part of their life. So I've learned the importance of customer service and caring and, you know, really caring about people rather than your pocket, you know? And when you do that, your pocket gets filled. Exactly. You know? Not the other way around. So that, that, this is something I've learned. I've never learned at any other job. You mm -hmm. know, I've worked at restaurants. I've obviously spent my whole life in Wall Street, a completely different situation and, you know, in being in fitness. But I think it applies everywhere, you know, no matter where it is. So that was probably the biggest lesson for me. Um, but, you know, I've also learned the importance of, you know, being good at sell, selling, being good at... It doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't express it, if you can't tell people why you're good, you know, it's very hard to excel. So being good at delivering that message in the right way and really, you know, being able to tell a story, mm -hmm. you know, that's also very, very important. And that's something, you know, I probably got 
spend time learning more during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, okay, let me learn this. Let me learn how to add more skills to myself. So like I've spent time learning new things and new, learning new skills. Um, so those probably were very, very important lessons for me. Um, and just, you know, really caring about people, you know, sincerely, really actually, yes. Yeah. In fitness, it is about, you know, people's needs and, 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 you know, if you might not necessarily walk in, yes, we have people come in and say, Hey, I just want a six pack. And, you know, I want, you know, bigger legs and bigger backs, you know, mm -hmm. like you gotta be able to give them comfort that, okay, it is possible, but you got to put a lot of work. It's on you. Like there's so much we can do, like this is on you and you got to be patient and you got to put the work in and, you know, people get demotivated and, you know, just being there to, to help them go through these ups and downs, you know, and plateaus and, and not seeing the results and, and then seeing the results and not seeing the results. It's like, <laughs> like such a roller coaster, but, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of customer service, you know, and you gotta, you gotta like people to do that, you know, and I know people that are in fitness industry and they don't like people. And this is when you just can't, you can't survive. Eventually the nature will come out. Eventually you can only know. fake it for so long. Exactly. So like, eventually you just go, you're just going to get sick of it yourself, you know, and everything starts to annoy you. So like, once you do it year after year after year and you see, okay, I, I like what I do. I enjoy people, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm happy, you know? So that's another lesson I've learned. I've, I've, I've really realized like I can do this and I, I don't feel like it's my job. So that's something I've learned more during the pandemic. Well, and I think that's the key with finding what, how do you, how do you live your life, right? Like, because it's very easy to just go to a job every single day and, you know, you have the nine to five and then the, your outside hours are for this or that or whatever. But it's like, do you really want to be 40, 50, 60 and spending your time doing that where you could just, you know, spend your time doing something that you feel stimulated by or you're learning from or you're, you know, getting a little bit more out of? Yeah. Um, and that's why Zoom, I just... I yeah. don't have connection with people on Zoom. Like totally. people join with the screens, no video. Like I can't teach no screen. I can't teach no face. Like I cannot stand it. I cannot stand Zoom. Like this is just not me. And I, and we all said, listen, this is not what we do. We're going to let other people that have been doing this for Let them years, have it. Let them have it. That's their market share. Let them do what they do well with the proper lighting and the proper angles and all that stuff. Like. No, I cannot do this. I do not enjoy it. Not because I cannot do it. I can't do it. I just don't enjoy it. Right. I don't enjoy speaking to a screen and having no feedback, yeah. you know? So, yeah, that's uh, definitely we've learned that we do not like Zoom. Well, that's it's a learning process. <laughs> so, so, like, you know, we'd rather wait it out until things are back to normal than, you know, do this, like, half-ass job. Yeah. Know? So we'll figure out other ways how to give workouts. We'll... We'll make sure everybody has equipment at home and we'll uh, give them guidance. But like, you know, just Zoom. If we have to, we will, but we're just not. Luckily, just not you don't have to yet. Right. Hopefully, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good. I. It's The fitness industry here is so 
it's such a weird industry because it's like there's so, and I'm sure it happens elsewhere, but here especially, and I think this touches back on your point of how you continuously learn, where here there's so many people that look the part, but they really don't know what they're doing. So it's really challenging for, I think, um, customers or people who want to make a change or people who want to become healthier or they want that six pack or they want, you know, whatever it is that they're looking for. They find someone that they aspire to look like and they think that they can help them. So they put their trust in them and that person doesn't always come through. And I think that that's why it's really, um, sometimes gyms have a hard time because then they end up that's why you have to sell yourself or convince them no like i'm educated we know what we're doing we can actually help you because mm -hmm. it's very easy in, in new york city like i've witnessed it so many times people don't have the certifications or the qualifications or and i mean i don't think that you necessarily need a certification to be certified like to be qualified yeah. but i do think that you need the experience have having gone through things um like, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but for me personally, having gone through a pregnancy and a postpartum and all this, I would never have a male trainer who hasn't gone through it, even if he's taken the certification because he doesn't know, he just- Doesn't know what, what it feels like. He has like. no idea. And I've seen men who train pregnant women or post recently postpartum and I'm like, why on earth would you have a woman do that? And why isn't she saying, Hey, this is uncomfortable or this doesn't feel right or you know whatever so it's anyhow i just feel like it's really hard to find a um a honest caring gym so when you find it some like a gym who's actually a community that's yeah. willing to offer all these things it's it's really nice so your members are lucky <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. I, I. I hope so. I hope they see the value because we really put a lot of thought into it. I know exactly how, what it takes search to plan each week. Mm -hmm. You know, and he analyzes. He, he. He. Literally thinks of people that actually came to the gym and how they felt, and he gets feedback and listens to what people say, and you know, he puts a lot of thought into how he plans the next week and things the week before. It's. It's not just some random. Oh, this looks fun. This looks yeah. hard. This is gonna. This is gonna destroy them and leave them on the floor. Like that's not how we think. Like we want to make sure you have enough energy to come to the gym four or five times a week. Like our goal is not to have you dine every day. Yeah. You know, like we don't want you fatigued all the time. Um, you know, we want to make sure you have some gas in the tank every time you come in to build your strength. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is very hard because I did, I think it became such a norm for so many gyms to create the workouts that just destroy you rather than you know build strength like yeah. why are we doing 300 reps like is it necessary like we all, we like old people over 30 like our joints are not going to last forever like why are we doing 400 reps every day like you know so again it became such a norm to come to this like half dying experience every time and we don't yeah. particularly believe in that you know like we, we we look at it a little bit different do we have those kind of tough workouts yeah once in a while of course maybe once a week we'll do something not meant to be finished <laughs> always but it does test your endurance and ability to keep going um but it's just not something that should be you know a norm every day um it's very hard to find 
good trainers for sure. I mean, there are a lot of great trainers, but there are also a lot of trainers that, you know, were doing the same thing for many years, you know, without trying to educate themselves, mm-hmm. without trying to learn why you do certain things, why this, not that, why, why is this better to do for women and this way to do for men? Mm-hmm. Like if you do, you know, incline bench rows, like why you do it this way for men and why you do it this way for women, you know, just plain physiology, yeah. you know? So, um, if they don't take the time to learn, you know, it's, it's just going to take a toll and somebody's like, Oh, that's, they don't really pay attention to that, you know? Yeah. So we try to, obviously, we always learn. Do we know everything? No. We don't know a lot, you know, but we always learn. We try to learn from other people. We try to learn from other companies. We try to learn from each other, first and foremost. Um, you know, we like to be then present to see each other coach. Mm-hmm. I feel like you always learn something new. It's like, oh, I like how he does this, or I like how she does it. I'm going to take that. I like that warm-up. I like this. I think this warm up is great for bench. You know, like we're there to sort of learn from each other every day because we all have our own skills and our own strengths. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very, very hard to, um, and I think um, it, because it is so hard to find the right trainer, you know, some of these trainers, they do go after those like fab ideas, like even with diets, right? Mm-hmm. So. If somebody comes to me and say, listen, I want to lose 40 pounds. If I'm going to put you on a thousand calorie diet and even not give you the right workouts, you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose 30 pounds within a month, right? But there's no longevity in it. There's no, your body it's hasn't changed. A quick fix is not the answer. Right. And your body is just in a complete shock and you're losing weight and you think, oh my God, my training is so amazing. Like, no, he just cut your carbs and you're not eating enough and you have no strength and you like, you have no energy to do anything, you know? Um, you know, again, we look at it from a very different point of view. We're not trying to make you, you know, suddenly starve. Just make tiny little adjustments. What do you eat? Oh, you eat plantains with your meals? Just take that out. Keep everything else. Enjoy your food. Keep everything out. Just take plantain. What, you drinking Diet Coke? Just take that out. Everything else, keep. Just keep eating what you're eating. Increase your intensity. Increase your workouts. Mm -hmm. But keep eating what you're eating. And then we'll take something else out, you know? And then once they start to see the results that come from the workouts, that come from intensity, from consistency, they're like, hmm, what else can I do to make my results even better? Mm-hmm. And it forces them to make further adjustments. Not because I told you suddenly, no, you're going to eat from 3,000 calories, you're going to eat 1,000. You're stressed out, you're hungry, you have no energy, and you like eventually like you know screw this i'm unhappy you know mm-hmm. and i'm not progressing in my workouts either you know so like it's how you approach that it's how you how you look at it as a long term you know so that's very important not to make a quick buck again right. it's like people trying to make a quick buck sell that 10 pack let me get you that 10 pack and then god knows if you're gonna even survive 10 classes mm-hmm. one you know yeah so it's an interesting thing because i I feel like you've probably also seen it in this industry where, and I think that it's a big positive now, especially in your strength and conditioning world, where women are more inclined, they want to gain muscle and they want to be strong Mm -hmm. rather than, oh, I want to get skinny. Right. Right. And so it's really cool because I feel like a lot of women that I was dealing with for the last eight years or so, like I've seen the, like 
the progression of, I want to be skinny. I want to be, you know, this little thing. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But they're like, this is a healthier option for you and for your longevity and a hap probably a happier option because you, you should eat and you should, you know, be able to nurture your body. It shouldn't be starvation. It shouldn't be deprivation. It should be giving your body things that it wants and needs. So it's really, it's been cool to see how women want to get stronger and they want to, um, right. lift more and that kind of stuff. Do you, you see, it? I'm, yeah, and I, I mean, pe people people do put a lot of thought into aesthetics. I think it's very important. Uh, we do have clients come in and say, hey, I just want to like, I just want to lose 30 pounds. And I could see they, they do want to lose 30 pounds and it's probably going to be very beneficial for them to feel better and healthier, mm -hmm. you know? But for that point, you know, not necessarily aesthetics. Like I know they'll feel better around themselves. They'll have more energy. They'll move better. They'll feel better. Their knees will feel better. Yeah. And joints. So... They come in they want to lose 30 pounds to feel better but they also want to look better right so yes we want to we want to help to achieve that goal first and foremost and but i i've never had anybody come in and say i just want to be skinny you know N not once anybody said that they want to be they say i okay i want to grow muscle because they also know once they grow muscle they're gonna lose fat and eventually you know they're gonna probably get the to physique that they want and once they start the process, they're also going to realize, and that's what happens all the time, they realize, oh, but I also want to keep growing in my strength. I keep squatting more and more and more. Yeah. But you can't keep squatting more and more and more and more if you keep losing more and more and more and more, right? So at some point, they're like, oh, okay, great. I think I've reached my weight goal where if I'm going to start mm -hmm. keep losing it, I'm going to not have any strength. Right. So now they're like, okay. I don't want to lose anymore now. I want to keep gaining a little bit of the right weight. I want to gain more muscle so I can get to my 230-pound squat, yeah. you know? Um, and it becomes more of an athleticism, you know? Mm -hmm. It becomes more about being an athlete. It's becoming more about being um, a person that has a fitness goal rather than aesthetics. They stop focusing on their aesthetics. They start focusing on their strength, and aesthetics come. Eventually, aesthetics come. It's really cool to see that with people, with clients yeah. and uh, people. I feel and like just people in general. Like, all of a sudden, you're doing a pull-up, and you're like, what is that back? <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, I wasn't even training my back. Like, I was focusing on, you know. Deadlifts or whatever. My, I was trying to increase my deadlifts or push press or whatever. Like, I've been trying to grow my push press or working on my pull-ups. And all of a sudden, like, this, like, amazing back happening, you know. <laughs> or, like, this quads. I, I was just squatting and doing, you know, all this like accessory work. And all of a sudden my legs are like looking gorgeous, you know? <laughs> so like not trying to focus on aesthetics, but rather strength is what's happening a lot right now. And mm -hmm. we try to promote that as well. You know, we're trying to not stress out yourself about trying to get that six pack because you don't need to do that. Just focus on general fitness and six pack will come, you know, mm -hmm. or, some definition of it, you know? Right. Yeah, I think it's really just about being consistent. Yes. And creating that those habits, habits. that regularity. Because exactly. it's like a lot of people that I speak with, they like their response is normally to me, well, you must be really strict with your diet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no I just do more good mm -hmm. than bad. Like I have 
a horrible sweet tooth. Like I eat sweets like a little kid. Like, but I, I eat more good foods. Like, so I feel like it's just finding that balance of having more good than bad. And if you derail, it's okay. Just Mm -hmm. do good, but it's okay to do bad. Exactly. Exactly. And training your body to respond to those foods eventually, you know? So yeah, we, I love pancakes. I love all that stuff. I try not to promote too much because I do have clients that I'll have to cut down on that, you know, Mm -hmm. but eventually they realize, Hey, you know, I'm actually good most of the time and sometimes I'll go and indulge and it doesn't do anything to me. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Amazing, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't, and I never promote to take out this and that and this. I just like, okay, I know some things like you should not drink Diet Coke. Yeah. You know, it's just purely chemical. Like it's not good for you, yeah, you know? Totally. I feel like it affects other parts of your body. Um, like I'll say, don't do that. Just like cut it out. It's not good for you. Drink more water. Learn yeah. that new habit. Replace it with something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll recommend something else and like really focus on getting rid of this habit. But in terms of food, you know, I'll ask what exactly you eat. Let's adjust this. Like, just try not to have that. I'll pick like the worst thing that Mm -hmm. they're doing, you know, or see if we can adjust that. And that just little one little change usually makes a huge Huge difference. I was just talking with someone about this, about how most people, their calories are being drank. So if they can, you know, or... I guess, drank through salads, like the dressing, the toppings, the sodas, the, you know, Gatorades, whatever, all that stuff. Like if people can just have salads with less dressing or just water or, you know, low calorie, I think that people underestimate how much they're just drinking their calories. They're drinking the calories, exactly. And they don't realize it because they think it just goes through them, but it doesn't. Exactly, like you know, coffees and lattes and all kinds of mochas and all the sugar, all that crap. It just, it just sticks. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like some people are like always trying to lose weight, and they're cutting their calories so much that eventually their body sort of like stop responding, and they're living on a thousand calories and they can't Insane. lose weight. Insane. So you have to do this like sort of like a reverse diet into train their body again to adjust to this like calorie intake you know so yeah there's a you just have to slowly take adjustments i think and, yeah and you'll eventually get what you need you know and people need to understand it takes time everything takes time mm-hmm. you know? well so. speaking of time when you and because i know a handful of people who've actually made the transition from um i guess you know collared lawyer, finance, business professional to the fitness world. How long did that take you to make that transition into fully fitness professional? Um, well, it kind of happens. Uh, I, well, I, I have to say for not finance is what gave me an opportunity to be a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. I had a disposable income and I was like, Hmm, I would like to own a gym. I don't want partners. I want to do myself. You know? <laughs> so in that sense, I think there was a, a I, I'm blessed that I had that job and, you know, gave me a lot of opportunities to do and invest and do things that I wanted to do. So it gave me that freedom. Right. So uh, I opened the first gym and then eventually two years later, I opened a second location. So it, 
I opened it in 2013 and I left Wall Street in 2017. So I still did. You were juggling for a while. I was juggling and it was really, really tough. It was really tough because I wanted to be active, you know, and I was active, you know, and it was really, really hard for me to, to juggle because at my job, I had to be 100% committed to the mm -hmm. job. And um, it was it was really, really tough. So in 2014, I just, I, I didn't feel happy anymore at what I was doing. I felt like, you know, it's, I, I felt like I was at the age where it's like, okay, if I don't make the switch now, you know, I just, I'm just gonna be unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was changing me, like I was, irritated, aggravated, you know, all those things. I really did like, didn't like waking up. You just didn't have the patience for it. Yeah, I didn't have the patience. I didn't want to be working for anybody. Like I didn't enjoy having bosses and meetings and managers and stuff, like all that stuff. I was like, I want to work for myself. I want to have my own schedule. If I want to have my computer and have a lunch outside, like that's what I want to do, <laughs> you know, like at any time I want, I want to, if I want to have a nap, I want to have a nap. <laughs> so I literally quit because I wanted to have naps. <laughs> you know, I remember saying that, like, I really want to have a nap and I can never have a nap on the trading floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get I, it. Now I am so busy. I don't even have naps, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just, I just, I was so happy. And I remember after I quit, I literally a day late, I was like at 11 o'clock in the morning with my laptop doing something creative in the coffee shop next to my house. And I was just like, oh my God, this is life. This is amazing. Like I'm having so much time and like telling everybody how much I'm enjoying it, you know, like just having my own schedule. And then just like from that point, it just like felt right, you know? Good, that's exciting. I never exciting. looked back. I never missed the money. I never missed the anything like it was just like why didn't i do it sooner <laughs> that's amazing so good it um, was a very sudden change but it was perfect nice i'm i'm happy to hear because i know that um and i'm happy to hear that everything has been for a better for you like to the positive because well we're trying to make of it as positive yeah of course Obviously, it was really tough it, you know it's it's too, definitely took uh, a huge toll and actually our gym from 2019, we had a huge growth, and um, it, up until we closed, it was just like, I remember having a conversation, it was like, oh my God, we're doing so great, mm -hmm. like, look how much we've accomplished since 2019, we're doing so amazing, from this point, it's only up, and it's literally went to zero, just like, it was just like, boom, like, out of nowhere, like, n nobody saw that comment, like, it was just like, like a hammer on your head, you know, and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden we're like trying to survive. I'm like, what? Like, why are we in this situation? Like, what did we do wrong? You know? And then you just realize nothing you did wrong. It was yeah. out of your control. It's everybody in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, we just said, okay, if that's what it is, it, we, there's nothing we can do Yeah. out of our control. We just have to make the best out of it. We just try to make the best out of it and uh, stay calm and stay calm and still try to figure this out. Yeah. You know, and I think if you do it right, you can figure this out. And, you know, I do give a lot of credit to our clients because they were there for us and, um, you know, they stuck with us and they're still with us, you know, so that was definitely and played the big role in our sort of future. Yeah, your survival. Right. So, um, so yeah, so in, in that sense, it's, it's, it's been really rewarding to see you know us come together you know mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely i think 
it's an understatement for me to say it's been crazy because it's yeah. been yeah but i think the whole fitness industry is just going to be a whole new situation because so many gyms close so many big gyms that you never thought would close that mm -hmm. were like gyms that you're like oh my god they're like a competition i can't even compete with yeah like they just big houses like with like all these people coming in but like all of a sudden they're like closing and you're like what is going on like the little shops are the ones that are like surviving you know the ones that are having the tight costs and having very tight structure and yeah. very low budget very cost effective businesses are the ones that are really surviving you know and um so yeah it's very very sad to see what's happening you know because you can't have too many gyms you literally can't there's enough fish in the water like we can all eat and be happy and mm -hmm. roll like, you, there's not enough gyms uh anyway in manhattan not enough gyms and in the bronx not enough gyms so there should be more you know um and now it's like who's left like there's so many gyms that are closing so i think they're going to be a whole new era of like new gyms opening up mm -hmm. Um, and maybe doing things different, or I don't know. I, I don't even know what's coming, but something is coming for sure. Yeah. So, and you know, it is it is sad what's happening, but it's also exciting to see what's going to be next. You know, because we need gyms. People need gyms. Yeah, they. You know? It's weird, you know, because it's. I I still can't quite wrap my head around it. Yeah. Because it seems like. Like pe people that I speak with, whether they're friends or family or whoever random people I see whatever it's like some people really like this virtual thing but I just couldn't imagine like I just like for me you go to the gym you have your community you have actual stuff but the other part of it is maybe these people you know they I don't know I just I can't imagine not going to a physical place because the other part of that is in, when you're in your apartment in a house whatever how do you, you, you know, you, you go to work and you do work, you go to a restaurant and you eat, you go to the gym and you work out. Like right. you have these things that are separate because it, you know, you find that motivation when you're in that place. So for me, it's really difficult to find motivation to work out at home. Yeah, but I think it's going to be part of this whole thing until things are 100%. Yeah. There are going to be always people that be like, oh, I'm not feeling quite safe, you know? Mm -hmm. And rightfully so. They could have an 80-year-old grandmother in the house, like, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever the situation is, whatever exposure they have, they might never feel comfortable until it is over, until that grandma has a vaccine, you know? Yeah. So until we really arrive to that point where, okay, I think we are good. I think I'm not a threat. I think those people are not a threat, you know? I, I see those people pulling their mask down. Okay, like maybe I shouldn't come to the gym. Like, you know, until we have that under control, we're always gonna have people who's gonna opt out for the for, yeah. the, uh, for the virtual, and that's okay, you know? Every, everyone has to arrive to that comfort zone where they feel, you know, uh, happy and, and, and safe to go to, back to the gym. Um, and I'm, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, yeah. how long it takes. We don't know. You know, we obviously prepared to wait and we're okay to wait until everyone feels safe. We have members that didn't come back yet still because, you know, some of our members live with their parents. So. Right. To be extra safer. So, yeah. So they, 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 some of our members just came back. Some members still not back. Um, 
you know, some, some members come only for two weeks because when they go visit parents, the parents make them quarantine for two weeks. So like right. they can't even fully commit to the gym, but it's understandable situation. You know, people have conditions and all that stuff. So, you know, I think it's normal. And I don't know if those people really enjoy working out at home. I can't imagine doing it all by yourself. And like, you can't really lift heavy. You can't, right. you know, you're very limited. You have two pieces of equipment. Like you'll get bored. Like, 100%. As good of a coach you're going to be, there's so much you can do with two dumbbells and a kettlebell, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you can't do other things. You can't do a lot of cardio. You can't do running. You can't do any of it. So, right. Plus, it's noise. You live in Manhattan. Nobody wants you jumping around. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't bring a rack into your apartment. Like, it, yeah. it's just, you know. But there are also people that enjoy that kind of like a light sort of dumbbell workouts so right. I think those people might be okay for good but it's just not for me you know like, yeah it's a very curious more. time I think that you're right with saying that it's it's like it, it's an exciting time to see what's to come because there yeah. there's just so much unknown um mm -hmm. but there is so much potential because there is a need with all these places that have closed right yeah so I and I think uh, group fitness is always going to have future mm -hmm. because it has aspect of social aspect yeah. you know uh but there are always going to be people that want to work on their aesthetics and they just want to go to the gym and use the machines you know they're also going to do be that i think those gyms will always do well mm -hmm. so you can always go and follow someone else's program and get things done yeah. but you have to be you have to be so motivated and so organized disciplined disciplined you know and not everyone can do that yeah I don't think I can even do that all the time, you know, like, and I own the gym and I don't think I can <laughs> constantly go and use the machines and be with my headphones and be like motivated day in and day out. Like, yeah. I need people. Like I need totally. people. I need to tell people what I just did. I need you to know how much I squatted and I need you to tell me, damn girl, that's <laughs> like who am I going to tell this to, you know? Well, and I think that that's why this social media thing, like I've taken, it's been so wild postpartum because it's like, we're amidst COVID, it's so hard to find the motivation to work out when your body's broken in half. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm just gonna post it. Like, I'm just gonna post my workout because if I don't, I'm not gonna find the motivation. I'm, I need to keep myself accountable and this is the only way I can. Right, no, I mean, I think you posting, I'm 100% sure it motivated so many women. Well, I hope. That no, I'm, I'm it motivated not, me, which was my biggest concern. <laughs> same thing, and I was listening because I followed one lady, I don't even know, she's from North Carolina, and I started following her when she got pregnant. And I wasn't even pregnant, and I started following her, and I just literally followed her entire pregnancy. And I felt like we knew each other, we talked all the time, I never met her. I followed the whole thing, and then she gave birth, and I saw how she was doing it after. So when I had easy, I literally used her as an example. I was like, no, she did it, I can do it. Yeah, I kept working out. and she followed me like it, and as i was going through my pregnancy i worked that up until i gave birth and i i gave birth and then like two weeks later i personally was able to work out yeah. and had a regular you know delivery so i was working out two weeks later and i was just like telling people like it's amazing <laughs> like how much strength you lose during delivery like it doesn't matter how easy and short delivery is i don't care if it's 10 minutes it takes the life out of you i lost 30 percent of my strength not because I was off for two weeks, but because I gave birth. I don't even know where that strength went. It just like left my body. It's crazy. You know? 
<clears throat> so I was like, I was not depressed, but I was like, how could I lose that much strength? I was just deadlifting 250. All of a sudden, I'm deadlifting 150. Like, how? I didn't do anything. It's so, um, it's so like heartbreaking because you worked so hard. Yeah. And then I'm just. Like, distorted. I look horrible. <laughs> like, I, I'm just like, I didn't know where to start. But you know what? I started and I kept going it and I posted, I kept posting my progress and everything. And I think it's very, very important for people because a lot of women feel like, oh my God, this is over. Like, I think I'll never be able to rebuild this body, you know? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. You, you, you still want to love yourself no matter how you look, but yeah. you still, it's okay to have a goal. It's like, maybe I can, you know, enhance and maybe I can improve. Maybe I can, you know, look better for myself. Right. Yeah. So, and I think you post, and I think I'm sure I like watching it because it was just like, you know, I know because I know it's hard. I know how hard it is. I think that you only when you have a baby do women really realize. Like I always yeah, knew it was hard, but I, it's a whole different capacity right. once you your body goes through it because you because before it's like yeah I'm in good shape whatever I'll be fine, but it's it doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. Right. Obviously, if you're in good shape, it makes it a little right. easier. But it's still, your body is wrecked. Right. Like nothing about coming back or rebuilding or whatever you want to call it is right. easy no matter what kind of shape you're in before. Right. It, yeah, it's definitely. And the way your body reacts to working out is was completely different. When I had uh, first kid, when I had second kid, every time is different. And it, it got harder with when I had second kid. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even know if I can come back again, you know? So, and it did take me long, you know, even though I was more fit. I was more fit with my second kid. Oh, yeah? Me, yeah, and it took me, I felt, it was harder for me, you know? Like, it just, it was just hard, you know? I, I don't know why, like, my body was so stubborn. Like it was Yeah, just but I hear that a lot. It's very normal. So, like, my body would just not react to anything, and I just, like, stayed consistent 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 and eventually okay it's, things started to shift you know and again it's consistency you know and it's important for women to see that like if you do want change mm -hmm. you know you gotta you gotta say okay i am important this baby is important but mm -hmm. i'm important i want to spend this time i need help yeah to get to this to do this like yeah. you need to help me to work out i need help taking care of myself you know because it is important. So, and it is possible, you know, it is definitely possible. It's, you know, very, I think in my mantra, which it's funny because most females that I've spoke that we've talked about this, the mantra always ends up being the same, even though we might not have ever spoken in our lives, but it's, I'm not the first woman to go through this. This is what our bodies are made for. Like right. it's a, it's such a like, duh. Right. This is why, this is what our bodies are made to do. We'll be fine. But yeah. when you're in the moment, it's just such a, like a mind fuck of like, for the baby and this and that, and you're, it's a whole new, everything just, and it, I'm sure it's new every single time. Right. Right. Absolutely. Like it's, and it's not never easy, you know, it's never easy. And I feel like, look, easy six years old that I still feel my body is different from when I had first kid. Like it's wow. still different. 
Like I still feel it's not, I work out five days a week, you know? But if I worked out like this five days a week before I had easy, my body would be different. Right. You know, the way I react to food, the way I react to everything is just different. It's just different. And I accepted it and I, and I love the way I am and I will never stop working out. And yeah. I, I, I now more enjoy the process and see little changes, you know? Right. So I, I fell in love with the process rather than trying to strive to some sort of look. Right. Know? Well, and that's what it's, I mean, we already discussed this, but that's what it's about. Like, enjoy the process. And if you do have an end, end, you know, I want to look like X, mm-hmm. you, hopefully you'll end up enjoying the process enough to continue even once you get there and your goals will end up shifting. Right. I'm, I'm more like watching a video. It's like, oh, I want to squat like that. I want to squat that. Like, I don't even look at what she looks like. Yeah. I see whole legs and I was like, okay, how do I gain? <laughs> how do I gain those legs? <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I mostly look at it now. How do I put on that mask so I can squat more, you know? Totally. So, which prompts me to eat more, you know? So it's like, it, it's a whole new cycle again. It know? is. It's a whole new cycle when you want to get stronger. Right. So, which I, which I think is very enjoyable, you know? A hundred percent. So it, it's really a fun journey to get in stronger, you know? And that's what we promote as a gym. Come get stronger with us. It's good. You know? That's that's all you can ask for. I mean, stronger is healthy. Stronger. It's all these things that mm-hmm. it just betters your life in every single way. Exactly. Exactly. So, and now it's pandemic, nothing to do. We want to focus on fitness, you know, more than ever. Being healthy. Exactly. And come out from this pandemic, you know, looking looking and feeling better. You know? That's the hope. So, well, thank you for your time. I am so anytime. happy we finally got to. I know, meet. It's so great. <laughs> um, I need to. We need to actually meet sooner than later I in know, real life because definitely. we're neighbors. Yes. Absolutely, um, we gotta we gotta arrange that. Yes, please. So. Um, that's it. Do you have anything you want to share? Anything you're working on? Anything? I'll include the links, your website, your handles, I mean, all this. Yeah, you know, still doing the same thing and, you know, trying to work on different projects and, you know, enhancing our services and give more and uh, have more options and have more services Mm -hmm. to our clients. Yeah. Um, So when we are fully reopened, we can, you know, we can keep growing, you know, so we just want to, we continuously try to invest in new equipment to when people are fully back in the gym, you know, we'll have more. So we constantly are reorganizing the gym and, bring in more equipment that is more adds a lot of value to our members um so yeah so we just like really focus right now on our facility amazing um, so yeah well um be well and stay well and thank you thank you good luck with everything and i will keep following you and seeing what you're doing awesome i'll do the same <laughs> thanks <laughs> <Good girl. work. laughs> bye nice talking you. to you yes you too see ya